episode two of the Small Town Producer Podcast. Um, and so last, whenever I'm going to release this <laughs> month, a couple weeks, whatever, um, uh, we kind of decided to have Luke ask me questions first since um, I guess the podcast was my kind of brainchild or whatever as you put yeah. it so um just decided to start there and then this week or month whatever i'm gonna be asking <laughs> this time yeah this time i'm gonna be asking uh luke kind of just so you guys get to know us um get to know what we're all about uh where we started uh how we see the music scene in Boise today and other, you know, hopefully it applies to other small towns. If yeah. you're listening from another right. small area, um, you gain some insight too. Um, so yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If you want to get in contact with me, all of my social media is at beats by Kana. Um, and then these podcasts will be up with a video portion on my YouTube, uh, just Kana beats. And then if you have questions or whatever, too, you can get in contact with me, uh, beatsbykane at gmail.com, if you want my email. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> just Thanks on the podcast here. in general. I'm excited to, to record something, even if it's just us talking. We've seen a lot of benefit from just talking about stuff and bouncing ideas back and forth in the past. So I'm excited. This is kind of like the level up of that, I feel like. We're leveling up and expanding, too. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, let them know where they can connect with you, Luke. Um, so my pro I produce by the name Luke Blood, uh, and on Instagram it's Luke Blooded, but um, you can find me on Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube primarily and Instagram uh, if you want to see what I'm up to. So awesome! All right, so uh, I feel like we have explained the premise of the show. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about. Uh, how we met and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just want to touch on it real quick from, I guess, your side. Yeah. What, um, like, because I believe you reached out to me first, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, we talked about how it was a, a, a beat challenge, someone who's in Idaho who hosted it. And yeah, I actually reached out to everybody who submitted a beat in there. Okay. I looked, I searched the hashtag and just said, I like commented on the beat or sent them a message or something like that. Um, but you were one of the few that like actually kind of continued a conversation with me, I think was the difference. And also it was cool cause you were in my actual city. Some okay. of the people were in a, a like out of town or whatever it was honestly some of them don't post where they live mm -hmm. at all it's hard to find out that's something i would definitely say if especially if you're looking for other artists in your area make it clear like what your area is because i'm trying to find you <laughs> that's an awesome point there's a lot of people especially i noticed this on soundcloud people want to put like for their location and i've seen a little bit on instagram too but people will try to put somewhere like location in hell or like yeah. you know and stuff and like which is funny yeah but at the same time it's like well where are you actually <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah and if you like so i like to put uh 
music producer in Boise in my mm. bio or whatever it is, even if it's not specifically asking for location, but as long as you have like some pictures yeah. around town or like something to clue people in as to where you're from and what you do, like that makes a big difference because I find pages and I like get in touch with people just because I know they're in my area and try and connect or let them know about some stuff that's going on. So yeah. I will I will say that like there are people that I'll message or try to get mm -hmm. in contact with and I'll have no idea they'll be like oh I am an artist and I produce yep and I had no idea because yep. they didn't put that anywhere right so yeah that's an awesome yeah point um but so I reached out to you because of that beat competition okay. and I was just I mean I had been producing for a little bit at that point um but I didn't really know that many people in the area who were producing I also, and I thought I was one of a few. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, oh, somebody else who makes beats. I'll just like start talking with them. I think I wanted to maybe collab with you or ask you. I don't know if I did right away if you wanted to do a collab because that was kind of what I'd been. It was easier to ask local people for some reason in my head if they wanted to collab than mm -hmm. like a, maybe a more bigger artists are more more of a stranger I guess um oh, online sure, yeah. so that's kind of how I started is I was I was looking for people who to work with and just who had similar interests similar pursuits and stuff like that so we could maybe help help each other out or support each other so that was initially how yeah how we first connected online or first connected at all is online even though we're in the same city yeah and then uh, we touched on it a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit, but pretty good detail about how we would have weekly like uh, Discord meetings mm -hmm. and stuff, and we'd kind of bounce ideas off each other. I guess what was kind of the thing that, um, so if another producer is thinking about doing this in their town and they're wanting to connect with and find that person that'll motivate them and stuff that's in the same uh, music scene because mm -hmm. as a lot of these producers talk about and stuff they're always like surround your people mm -hmm. yourself with the right people like the people that are motivated and work hard and stuff and I feel like that was why um it worked mm -hmm. with us but I guess kind of like from your perspective of reaching out you said I was the one who reciprocated and talked mm -hmm. you know responded and held a conversation but I guess what was it that made you be like oh this person is someone who is also serious like what was the way you were able to tell that? Um, that's a good question because I had thought about asking other people actually before you if they wanted to do like just a weekly conversation about the goals for that week or what we had accomplished the week before, um, which is what our chat was. But I didn't ask anyone else just partly because I, it might have been like a little bit insecurity, but I think also it was, I wasn't sure if it was like necessarily going to be a good fit. Um, as far as like their motives or their goals, um, that type of thing. So when we talked, it wasn't until we met in person that I realized that I think it could work for us to do this kind of conversation. And so I think that's kind of a key and that's, that's something that you can't get online. It's at least maybe scarier to be like, hey, you want to Skype chat some mm -hmm. random stranger in <laughs> some other state yeah. who you've just messaged or sent some melodies to. But the fact that we had met up 
to work on some music and we had just kind of talked and, you know, we were in similar situations as in life and in music and that type of thing. So that was when I kind of thought, you know what, maybe I'll ask Kana if he wants to do that. So there was the online connection at first and then there was the in-person, I think, which made it like apparent that we had similar drives and motives in this. So, and that's when I, I think I decided, I'll, I'll just see if he's interested in you were, which was awesome. So. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I definitely recommend it because having somebody else, just being able to kind of talk through what you've been working on or what you've accomplished, or I'm thinking about doing this, but you know, uh, like I don't have a good camera. I remember we had this conversation um, or I don't have this, or I'm not sure where we would host this event kind of thing. It can really help you just be like, oh, well, why don't you just reach out to this person and find out if they know, or, oh, I know somebody who has a camera we can borrow or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of gets you out of being stuck in your own head a yeah. little bit. And so it Hearing helps those you, outside ideas. Yeah. And it helps you kind of push through and be like, you know what? I think I'm making excuses. This is my case a lot of times. I think I'm making excuses. I could start a podcast like next week and it would be fine and then improve it for the next episodes or whatever. And so it doesn't have to be an in the future, I'd like to do this. It can be like, well, let's actually like think about what it, we would need to do to start the steps there. And talking with a person about that is way easier than trying to think through it in your head, I feel like, or get advice from someone online who's just recorded a video to a ton of people, but it's not like an actual conversation. Yeah, so. I would say that that's uh, probably one of the things that I liked most about uh, the Discord chats was when we would like say our accomplishments that we've done. Cause it's weird because like, I feel like that's kind of necessary. Like, cause you never really get to tell people like, oh, this is so cool, look what I did. Like, I mean, you can, and people will be like, oh, that's cool. Or like, mm -hmm. give it a like or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. but it it's a lot different to like tell someone and mm -hmm. then they're like, Oh, that's so cool. And like, they're excited for you. Like, you know, I could tell my wife or whatever, but I mean, mm -hmm. she's like cool, but I mean, does she really understand? Right. Probably not. Right. But I mean, she's yeah. happy for me, but <laughs> yeah, it makes a big difference. I think being yeah. able, and, and that probably comes back to common goals and stuff. Like if I was, if I was looking for something completely different in music, I want to do video game music, let's say, and you're like, I want to work with artists it could work on some level, but my excitement for you getting a placement with an artist is like genuine because I'm looking for a placement with an artist or I just got one with an artist that I'm excited about. And so yeah. it's like a real milestone that we can both relate to. So, And I'd have to say that I think both of our um, projects now, yours being the beat makers, which we'll touch on in a bit, and then this podcast both came from that kind of space that you were saying, like, is almost like, you know, we were making excuses mm -hmm. to not do it. And once we started talking to each other, it was like, you need to do this, like, mm -hmm. to the other person. Right. And I think that's a sign of, like, a good collaboration or a good team a little bit is, like, you have strengths in certain areas that I have weaknesses and vice versa, I think. And For sure. we can kind of help. Um, or even if it's just, like, you get beat block or you get down on yourself when I'm feeling good and then vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. To help each other kind of through that. If you're, 
if you're just in your room and you feel, feel like you are making the worst music of your life for like a month straight, that could like kill you creatively and just be the end of it. Like, okay, well, I haven't made anything I'm excited about. I'm just going to stop. But if somebody else is like, oh man, don't worry about it. Like, let me help. We can, let's work on something together or like you'll get through it kind of thing. Like those kind of things can go a long way um, versus being that bedroom producer who sticks to yourself, uh, sticks, just does, I want to do everything by myself. Mm -hmm. I want to just not really worry about connecting with other producers in the area kind of thing. I will say that, um, yeah, if I get stuck on something, I usually send it to you Mm -hmm. and then ends up working out. Yeah. And we've had, we've had other ideas too, that we've bounced around. You brought up the Kenny beats thing, how Kenny beats does the cave. And we've kind of thought about like, well, what could that look like if we did something like that here locally? And so this, there's been other ideas where it's like, oh, that sounds cool. Like I want to talk with Kena about it because mm-hmm. he could help me pull it off or he could at least have some ideas for like, um, usually I think it gets better when we talk about it. Whatever the original idea it was gets better because some fresh perspective and ideas from the other side. So it's been huge, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just important enough that I don't want to just breeze by it. Like there's other, even if you're in a small town, Boise is arguably small. Some people who are in really small towns are like, dang, Boise's huge though. Mm-hmm. Like you would be surprised. It felt like there was nobody else here. Yeah. And it took some digging. It wasn't like I did a search on SoundCloud and found these people. It was like, it was hard to find producers and artists. And some of it just is like an overtime grind of like, you know somebody who knows somebody and then you end up getting with connecting with them. Well, part of it too even is like sometimes you'll find these people and you're not even sure if they're still doing yeah. music. Yeah. Like sometimes because they just haven't posted in like mm-hmm. forever and you're like, is this person like still active or what? But I mean, I, I think also if you're looking at kind of the, I don't know what it is, the ratios, I guess, you know, there's probably like, you know, a hundred artists or whatever here and... I still feel like that's pretty small compared to like Mm -hmm. how many people are in the surrounding area and stuff Mm -hmm. of Boise. I think too, Boise definitely has a small town producer mindset, even if there's a fair amount of them. Like if there's 50 producers, a hundred producers, 500 producers, even there is very little of like a collective mindset or like a people working together or any kind of events to help propel people forward or anything like that. Um, and so it's, you might as well be in your room by yourself producing in the middle of Wisconsin at that point, like nowhere, not that uh, Wisconsin (laughs) probably has their big cities too, but, um, like being in a rural location, uh, there's still, I think, I think you should take some time and do some homework because it took some time and some homework to find a few people here. And even those few people weren't necessarily the people like you that I ended up continuing to work with or continuing to talk with. So, but it might be too, that you're 30 minutes or an hour or something outside a city that you need to try and start looking there. Um, but I, I really think it's important. Um, I'm not saying you can't be, uh, the producer in your room. And I also am not necessarily naturally inclined to just go talk with people. Um, yeah, it isn't 
easy a lot of times. Um, but I think I kind of pushed through it just because I know like that I want to do music and it's easier when you have a common kind of goal or common interest, that kind of thing. And that's why you're getting together. But it's still hard to go to a concert and be like, Hey, I think I know you. I think I saw you on Instagram and you made beats or something like that. I think that's, yeah, that's a really hard thing to do. Like you're saying is walk up to somebody, Mm -hmm. you start second guessing yourself, even if like, that's the right person, Mm -hmm. like based off their Instagram pictures. And you're like, look, checking their like profile and you're like looking and like, you know, and I did that once and it wasn't the guy and it was like awkward, but then it was whatever. I never saw that guy again. So it didn't really (laughs) Uh, you just kind of get in your head about it like Uh, it's not that serious but I think there's certain steps okay so what I was what I was getting at is you can do it by yourself in your bedroom I think but if you could shave off like six months let's say mm -hmm. you might have started this podcast six months from now but now you have potentially like a half a dozen or a dozen interviews extra that you could have in those six months to where you would have started it later if we hadn't talked about it and maybe gotten some motivation from that. I mean, yeah, I think that's an awesome like way to look at it. Cause like I, yeah, if I hadn't have met with you and started like bouncing ideas and like motivating each other to do stuff, I might not have even ever started the podcast. Like I might not have known all these people. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, a couple of the next, uh, people were lining up for the podcast. It was because we bounced ideas off each other and, uh, I might not have been able to do that. So yeah, yeah. good point. The, so the, you've heard probably that your network is your net worth or maybe I'm either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, it's who you, it's not what you know, it's who you know, these mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. I think you can skip that step by if you, I mean, you might call it luck. You might also just be in your bedroom for 10 years, super honing your craft to where Mm -hmm. you get undeniably good kind of thing. But if I can speed that 10 years down to five years because I also made some connections along the way, then I'm all for that because the one thing I hear people talk about who have made it or who are like making good progress towards either they're doing this full time or they're getting the placements that they've been dreaming of kind of thing is time and consistency. It takes time and it takes consistency. And so kind of, I think the networking maybe speeds up the time aspect of that in some ways. And I think it's, I think there isn't really luck. I don't know that I really believe in the luck, but they, you hear too, um, luck is just, preparation meeting opportunity or something like that and so those opportunities are in the networking i think and the person you mentioned oh yeah i produce instrumental music and they're like oh really like i'm making a video game and i need music and it might not be directly what you wanted but it can like maybe that maybe they're willing to pay you a hundred bucks and then you can put that into buying the plugin you've been trying to get or something like that. You're just increasing your opportunity. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's not really luck. It's just giving yourself more chances. Yeah. And I have more thoughts on it too, but we can keep going. But if we get back to kind of collabs, I think collabs is like kind of growth hacking to use one of those, uh, hot topic terminology words, um, of, like building your audience and building your chance for placements and stuff like that. I think um, that collabs is kind of a way to work smarter and not just harder. So definitely. 
Yeah, we'll come back to that. I real quick just want to so the people get to know you a little bit more. Um, just kind of talk about like how you got into music and how that all started for you. Um, so when I was a little kid, my parents forced me to take piano lessons and violin mm -hmm. lessons. And the violin lessons, I think I was too young. Violin's kind of hard because it's not like a guitar where there's frets or whatever. Yeah. And I think I probably just complained a lot. But they made me stick to piano for probably like eight years or something. Like I took a lot of piano lessons until I was probably like... 15 or something maybe and then they said if you want to learn guitar you can do that instead and I said yes and so then I switched to guitar and never touched a piano for probably like 10 years after that which is kind of sad because if I'm being honest with myself I was just starting to like enjoy it a little bit I think I was mm -hmm. getting good enough to where I was like this is kind of fun but then like if you want to play guitar, that's way cooler than piano. <laughs> so <What>? I, <laughs> I, this is this is like fifteen year old me. So I was probably listening to a lot more like rock or something like that okay. at the time, and not gotcha. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So I mean, I had taken some lessons and played some instruments, and I had, like played a little bit of guitar at my church for like some uh, music night things and stuff like that, but. Then when I went to college, I didn't, I kind of dropped all of that and never really played any music or did created any music for a while. And it wasn't until, um, like probably three or probably four years ago now. Um, so it was probably, let's see, three or four years outside of college or something. I started, I just didn't like my job. And it was stressing me out for whatever reason. And it also just didn't feel like fulfilling and that kind of thing, you know, uh, the millennial way. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like wanting to get into music a lot like you. I was thinking like I wanted to rap, but I never actually did. I was just like, all right, I need beats. Consider yourself lucky because <laughs> I have erased all of that. <laughs> oh, you've erased it. Dang, that could have been some like stuff in the vault. Yeah. For <laughs> it was real bad. I, mean, I bet if you posted it, it's somewhere, I bet, online, but I can dig that up. But <laughs> oh my. Um anyways, I was uh I kind of just wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. And this is a long-winded story, but we're getting to the actual beat making <laughs> part. <laughs> um and through a process of trying things and eliminating things not even really eliminating things, music just stuck. I started like, I knew I liked rap music for some reason. I had only been listening to rap music for several years, even though historically I kind of have like a cycle of like listening to different genres, electronic or metal or alternative or whatever it is. And then for some reason I just like stuck on rap and for a long time and was just like more impacted, I think, by rap music and ha was given more like feelings or something through the music and wanted to get involved in it more and so just had to make beats to rap on so I started get I started that I had like this plan laid out I'm gonna like make a beats um in this amount of time then I'll record and then I'll have like my sixth song EP by the end of the year kind of thing which nice. was a super pipe dream like nothing moved that fast and I was a little bit down on myself I think 
and I didn't, I wasn't that consistent at it for a while, um, until like, so I was working on like the demo FL studio. So you couldn't like reopen projects. I was mm-hmm. just trying to learn it and stuff like that. Um, and my wife, uh, bought me the actual FL studio, her and her sister like pitched in to buy the $200 version, I think. And I had, I think I pitched in <laughs> or her mom or something <laughs> like that <laughs> to actually pay for it for my birthday. And I was like, Oh, awesome. And so I like, that was when I first could make a beat start to finish. And it was a lot of fun in my head. I thought it was pretty good. And then, um, she was, my wife was like, this seems okay, but she's like my best critic because she's brutally honest. <laughs> um, this seems like okay, but the sounds are really cheesy. Like they sound, they don't sound like songs that you hear. Or they sound maybe like video game stuff or something, but because I was just using stock sounds. Mm-hmm. And so I got really serious that summer. She was like, you should just like, if you're going to be serious about this, it seems like you like it. You should like buy some actual sounds. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And that was a hard trigger to pull because I did buy Omnisphere right out the gate. Um, <laughs> literally, like, first plug-in. I had bought, like, a drum pack, a sample drum pack for, like, 20 or 30 bucks, I think, the CXDY kit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I got that. I need some good sounds. I have not bought anything since, really, honestly, for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then I was like, then there was no stopping me in a way I just like was enjoying it so much and like the stuff I was making, I felt like was actually pretty good. And it felt like my whole background, like taking some lessons and stuff was making sense a little bit because it was coming pretty easy. Mm -hmm. You can actually look at my SoundCloud. I think probably, so I made like a full beat start to finish. I think I only made like one or maybe two, full laid out beats before the ones that I posted on my SoundCloud. So if you scrolled all the way down, you would find some of the early ones like just got Omnisphere. This was probably like summer 2017 or something, maybe like that. 18, maybe. It wasn't that long ago, honestly. Yeah. And so they're on there if you want to go check them out. And I thought they were pretty good. I still think they're actually pretty surprisingly good for not having like spent years making beats. But in my mind, I was like down on myself. Like I'm 27 at this point. I'm like way behind these 18 year olds who are killing it. But then I was like, you know what though? Um, I thought that was going to be a problem for me, but I love, I just enjoyed it so much. I didn't get hung up on like, how long is this going to take? I did it at first, actually, I should say at first I didn't even know if I wanted to get into it. Cause I was like, well, but it's probably going to take like five, it might take like years and years for this to actually turn into something. Yeah. Do I really want to do that? Cause I want to like quit my job now, or I want to like <laughs> yeah. do something different now. So that was something I kind of had to come to grips with. Um, but it didn't end up mattering to me. I just had enough fun with it and realized like, this is what I want to do. Even if it does take 10 years before I can quit my job kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I've just been kind of going, going crazy with it. It's, I, I've decided to start telling people that I'm a music producer and I have a full-time job on the side to support my music production kind of thing, just because (laughs) like, I don't. 
see how does work feel about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're listening to this like i'm i'm focused you know i'm in the zone when i'm at work and then when i go home he is not (laughs) booting up fl studio (laughs) no no, definitely not (laughs) um but yeah i mean it yeah because that was an insecurity is like i i felt like maybe it was too late or something like that but not at all like i'm having so much fun and opportunities are pretty crazy honestly like um, I'm enjoying all of it. So that was like a pretty long story. I don't think I've really gone that in depth in telling anybody like about the whole process. I think I've had this conversation in my head or like out loud a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. That's always fun to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is no, cool. that's interesting though. Cause I also, uh, I think my parents made me start playing piano when I was like six or something yeah. and I played it through until probably I was like 16, 17 or something, okay. but, That's um, awesome. and I, I always loved it though. I always thought it was super cool, super fun that I could play all like my favorite songs and stuff. Yeah. And so I think I'm actually getting my parents piano. Oh really? In a bit. So I'm really excited. So Dang. follow me on my social medias. Cause once I get it, I'll probably be posting me playing it and stuff. Yeah. But. Do like a new piano sample pack or mm-hmm. something like that. That'd be sweet. Yeah. It'll be cool. But okay. So um, oh, you even answered. I was going to ask you about your first beat and stuff. That's funny you <laughs> mentioned that, too, because I also have one of my earlier beats is up on mine, nice. my SoundCloud as well. Um, what was the beat uh, where you kind of felt like, oh, I got this? And like, and what, what, what about it would like made you think that? Oh, that's an interesting question that I don't know if I have a good answer to. Mm, I might. So... I, and I couldn't even tell you the name of the beat. It was <laughs> it was that summer, though, when I had Omnisphere. Because before that, I had made something that I thought was good. And I was trying to, like, I didn't, I don't think I had third, I don't think I had heard of, like, reference tracks to, like, play something else and then play mine. Or maybe I did, and it sounded kind of weird, but I didn't know enough to know, like, how to make it better. Mm-hmm. And so when I got... When I did get Omnisphere and a drum kit, um, there was a couple things I made, but I remember making one thing because I was taking classes at Boise State University at the time, and I had FL Studio on my laptop, which is dangerous, by the way, because you uh, don't end up doing homework. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I made something. It was like kind of later in the evening, and I just remember like being really into it. It was like the first beat I made. Like I had made things, and I was like, dang, this turned out good. But this one, I was like, this is like really good, I think, maybe. I think maybe. Like I there's maybe. all these, yep. yeah. Um, still insecurities kind of showing through there. But mm-hmm. I was like, dang, you know, this sounds, I think this sounds like a style that could uh could work maybe for an actual song or something like that so it's on my soundcloud i could probably dig it up i bet it's probably like the third or fourth one on there but yeah nice that's awesome okay well let's go back then to you were talking about um collabs that kind of leads into this question of like interacting online Mm -hmm. i guess what are kind of some of the things you look to to do when you're interacting online, what works best and what's kind of some of the success you've seen out of that? Um, I think, uh, a lot of it is kind of the energy that you put into it. You get back out a little bit. Um, 
not always the case. I don't think you should expect if you're going to like take the time to message somebody or comment on their thing that they're going to do the same to you. But I think it takes just kind of putting some effort into listening to what people are doing or or going to their page and seeing what song they have kind of thing and and then talking with them about it or just being like, hey, I checked out your song and and it sounds cool. Like, how long have you been making music? Start kind of like a conversation and not just have it be like, this is fire because that can't really go anywhere. And they're not going to remember that either if you just said this is fire and they're like, thanks, bro. And then that's it. But if they're if you like then message them and you're like, hey, man, like, that song was pretty cool. Like, how long have you been doing this? Or like, what got you into music? Or it could even just be, do you have any new projects coming out kind of thing? Um, those yeah. kind of things I think can, can make it like a more real relationship or even just like open up opportunities to him potentially or her wanting to be, uh, check out what you do or maybe work together kind of thing. So it, but it's just kind of like, it needs to be a little bit like of a real curiosity or like a real interest. Um, I'm not, I don't think it works to just like be, have the goal, like I'm going to get this guy to pay me 50 bucks for a beat. I've never like had that mindset. So I don't yeah. know. There's probably ways to approach that in a, in a good way. But, um, for me, it's usually just like a conversation and not really but your approach anything. is like a genuine way then. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. That's probably the advantage. I think there's disadvantages to not have, potentially to not having any kind of, well, let's just say like I don't sell beats. I like give away free beats. And so I'm not that I'm not making money from most of that. Um, yeah. And so you could consider that a disadvantage. Like I might, some of these people that I'm sending beats to, they might've sent me 20 bucks or something like that to use the beat, but I'm not even asking. And so you could say there's missed opportunity there. Um, and that's probably the trade off to just like trying to have something be mutually beneficial. Like in my mind a little bit, I'm thinking this could be an artist or a producer that I will want. This could be an artist or a producer that I'll want to work with in the future. Um, and like build with, or they'll maybe like know somebody or help me out. And I'm not, I know that sounds like maybe weird. I'm, I'm not really trying to think of it that way, but, um, I think that, uh, it has to be, I think it has to be kind of like a mutual thing where we can both get some benefit out of what it is. So if I'm sending them some, if I'm sending them a beat, then maybe they, they are feel so inclined to tag me on it and so I'm reaching their audience or something like that like there's benefit in that just because I'm not having to put the beat out on my social media it's they're doing my marketing for me in a sense and I'm just sending them the beat kind of thing so that's that's a little bit I guess my my mindset when I'm doing that okay well yeah I guess because Maybe that's one of the big, and I'm sure you've seen this too, could be one of the big hangups that people get uh, hung up on mm -hmm. is that, you know, I've there's a lot of people that will message and be like, oh, this is fire. And then like, mm -hmm. you can't really go anywhere from there besides thanks or, mm -hmm. you know, appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, or also there are the people who will message and be like, you know, let's collab, mm -hmm. let's work, like all that stuff. So I guess if someone is listening and that's kind of their approach right now 
um, what would be your suggestion on how to change that and how to reframe that? Yeah. Um, the, a couple of things that I like to do, um, I like to have a little bit of a conversation first with them just because if they don't respond to like me just asking them about like something that they're interested in, they're interested in like the music they're making, they're wanting to be serious about it. They're more than likely going to want to have some sort of conversation, even if it's just like, hey, do you have any projects you're excited about? Right. I would be like, yeah, I'm making this beat pack or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, So I think kind of starting a conversation like that um, is a good way to not just leave it hanging. But then you can also like easily transition from. Do you have a new project to like, oh, where do you find your beats? Oh, do you like look, are you looking for new beats for your new project kind of thing? Like, and it doesn't even have to be that strategic, but it just kind of flows that way. A lot of times the conversation automatically. Um, But I think what's really important is not pressuring or like making it awkward or like anything like that. Make it easy for them to to like get your beat and use your beat if that's what you want, but don't make it like, um, I'm not trying to like push it on them or anything like that. Like I'm basically just trying to make it as easy as possible for them to use my music if they want that. And if I want that, so the conversation isn't me waiting for them to ask me for beats. It's, can I send you something? And then like, even if I don't hear back from the, like I sent them and they're like, cool, thanks. I'll check them out later. I don't say, Hey, did you check those out? Mm. Like a week or two or whatever, I send them some more. And eventually like I might stop sending them stuff if they, if I never hear anything back, but, um, and that's okay. Like part of that is just like figuring out who you work well with and who you don't work well with, because there are also artists um, we talked about valid point a little bit when we talked in yeah. episode one. Who really hit you workers. back up? Yeah. yeah, hit you right back and say this is fire, and maybe even like record mm-hmm. same day, same week kind of thing, yeah. and send you stuff. So sometimes you have to kind of to to weed out the people who maybe are not going the same direction as you, or maybe not as serious right now. They might be down the road, and then maybe they'll be like, hey, like some guy sent me some beats a while back. Let me go check those out kind of thing. So I don't think it's ever a bad thing to just kind of put it out there, even if it doesn't end up working right now. But um, yeah, just be like a normal person and have like, imagine it's like us here talking in person and not like a phone conversation. Like, would I say this to someone in person that I just met? Because I wouldn't be like, Hey, you looking for beats? You looking for beats like on the street? Cause that's <laughs> yeah. awkward. It's like super weird. And like the odds of that working don't seem that great. But if somebody's yeah. just, yeah, I don't know if somebody heard you playing music or whatever and come up and talk to you and be like, Oh, I like this song kind of thing. Like it can flow that way a lot more naturally. And you come off as less of a weirdo. <laughs> I think it's like the Kenny beats thing again, just be like a normal guy who's easy yeah. to work with. Don't I think it goes, a, goes a yeah. long way. So yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned Valid Point. Um, talk a little bit more about uh, how you got started with them and like kind of how that, because that seems to be a pretty successful thing for you right now. I mean, Valid Point's doing well. They have yeah. probably, last time I checked, they had like 36,000 <clears throat> monthly listeners. I mean, so what's that looking like? How did that happen? Um, yeah. Uh, so 
surprise that happened on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> they're not in this area. Um, they're in uh, the vocal artist on Valid Point is from is in Memphis right now. I think they're from originally like South Carolina or something like that. Um, but so we haven't met in person. Mm-hmm. It's just been um, online, and it was similar, honestly, to us. Like I don't actually know how initially. Um, I know it was on Instagram, but I don't know how I stumbled across something of theirs or they came across something of mine. And it just started like that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this sounds cool. Like, uh, I left a comment on something and then maybe either I messaged them or they messaged me and it was just kind of a conversation. And then he was like, hey, you want to collab? So I, because I thought he was, I might have messaged the Thad, I might have messaged Thad, who is half of Valid Point and He's a beat maker also, like he's mm-hmm. a producer. I thought he was just their producer. I didn't realize he's also the vocal artist at the time. So I was like, yeah, let's collab on a beat or something like that. And he sent me something before I even had the chance to send him anything. Oh, wow. He was like, you want to collab? And I was like, that sounds awesome. And then he's like, here's some melodies. And I hadn't, didn't even like have a chance to say anything. So it just kind of happened right away. I worked on something probably pretty quick in the next day or two, I think, um, and sent it back and was just like, I think it's cool. Like what, like if you want to make any changes or whatever kind of thing and just kind of collab stuff. And then he was like, Oh, nice. And then I sent him some melodies too. I, Cause, um, I had wanted to, where I said I was going to, I think I told him I'll send you some melodies. And he was like, okay, cool. Here's some melodies. So <laughs> he like jumped he beat me to the punch. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Like it showed me too that he's like serious. He's not like waiting around and going to wait a week and be like, Hey, did you send the, I saw you didn't send the melodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the melodies I sent him, then he sent back, uh, one of the melodies just looped and with like vocals on it. And that's when I started putting the pieces together of, Oh, the, he's actually a valid point vocal artist also. Um, and so from there, we kind of just things work together style wise, I think. But also probably a lot of it was like the speed of things and like the seriousness of things. I would send him stuff and he would send stuff back and it would motivate me to send more stuff. And this was like we were we probably in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, like made a, probably like three songs or something like that. Um, that we had worked on together. It was either my melody and his drums or vice versa or whatever it was. Um, And so from there, I think a lot of it was actually like his attitude towards me gave me a lot of confidence to just like send him anything that I liked and to like a little bit believe in my myself, I guess, just because prior to this, I had sent stuff out to people, but he was the first person to be like, this is really good. Like, mm-hmm. and record on it right away is like, it's really kind of, um, it gives you that it's self motivating. Yeah. yeah motivating. Empowering. And yeah, it, it makes you kind of believe in yourself a little bit more. Yeah. And so that was kind of a big thing. I think, um, that, that motivated me and pushed me more than I probably realized. And so I would, I would like work on a few beats, send them over. And we've done, I don't know how many songs now we've on, only like three song, four songs maybe are released three songs on their, our X album, which they released, um, 
end of last year. And so they've got a few singles out this year. And um, we've got enough songs now that I think we're going to have kind of a collab album project coming out pretty soon, which is pretty awesome. And just some other opportunities through that. So uh, it's actually been really cool. And it's been interesting because I hadn't experienced in a collab before working with Thad, really, that... um, throwing ideas together like I felt like the product was a lot better than I could have done myself and it came Mm -hmm. so easy like it wasn't like we sat there for a long time or we sent stuff back and forth and it was like this is okay you know but something's missing it was like I'd send something to him he'd be like this is awesome he'd send something back I would be like wow this is awesome I like wouldn't have thought to do that so I think you have to kind of, this maybe goes back a little bit to conversation earlier. Sometimes you have to like work with a few different people to find the ones that work, I guess, for you. Um, and so that definitely is the case for us. It feels like we work well together and and he's only working with like a few other producers now. So it's kind of an honor, I guess, in a sense to, to be able to work with him and then to see like how successful their Our X album has been been mm-hmm. um is like really encouraging yeah the one, one of the songs that i worked on on there is like doing some decent numbers is like way bigger than i would have thought or anything like way out of the park of anything that i've put out on my own yeah and so i don't know it's just like to be able to kind of reach a little bit broader audience and have some other opportunities because he has some connections and stuff like that in the industry or i have some connections even if it's just like oh i know a video guy you need some video edits if you send him over i can like talk to him kind of thing so it's been huge honestly it's like been a big thing to like collab with an artist coming up and i think so that's one thing i was thinking about the other day is it would be awesome to get like that major placement. But to be honest, if you get like an Uzi Vert placement, he might just like breeze on to the next hot mm-hmm. beat. But if you like come up with an artist then and you're like making songs with them and you have several projects together, I feel like it's a lot more um, opportunity there for like longevity or something le- less insecurity about like I've had that one hit and, and you know I've been sending more stuff out but nobody's jumping on anything like because yeah. I wouldn't I doubt that I'd have any kind I probably would never even have the chance to talk with Uzi if he got on my beat it maybe be like I sign a contract and then that's it kind of thing so I think there's um, a lot uh, I think it's really important to to believe in other artists because Bullet Point didn't have a lot of plays. They, they had, I think, in the thousands of plays on Spotify and maybe like a thousand followers on Instagram or something. So it didn't feel out of reach, but it didn't at the same time. It wasn't like, oh, these guys are popping like they're going places. Let me see if I can work with them. It was like a little bit of let's try it out. And we both like believe in each other and it's working so yeah yeah, I think that's I think collaborating with other people who are at your level or close to your level is like um is the way to go to some extent not to not not to discourage people from reaching out to other people who feel out of reach but I think it's a mixture of both I think it makes sense what you're saying you know you're talking about you'll always have kind of that reassurance of they've got your back. Um, cause you know, you look at, uh, 
Murda or Metro Boomin, I mean, they'll always know that like Migos and you know right. Two Chains and them, like they're always going to want to use their beats because right. they kind of came up together and were messaging them when they weren't really anybody mm-hmm. huge. Yep. So yeah, I yep. know that makes that makes a lot of sense. Well, I guess then let's transition that into being from a small town and we've been talking about hitting up local people Mm -hmm. and whatnot. This is not a local person. Mm -hmm. Um, so what does that feel like then when you see someone from, I think you said they're from Memphis right now, Mm -hmm. um, and you're sending them stuff and they're getting it back so quick. Mm -hmm. And then you're working with people here who maybe you'll send them something. And I mean, you don't hear anything for months. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, how does that kind of factor into your decision-making on what, who you're talking to, what, who you're sending stuff to? Yeah. What does that look like? It makes it harder to want to work locally. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Um, just because there's more, there's bigger pool, talent pool, and there's people who are like, who have that mindset of like no excuses or maybe not even that they have the resources. He has his own kind of recording setup so he can record like the day he gets something. Um, so, uh, I'm, yeah, it makes it, it can make it hard at times to want to work with local artists, uh, when you get ignored or things move so slowly or whatever it is. Um, I think I have to, I think I've kind of have the mindset of I'm not waiting for local artists anymore. I will support them. I will send them beats. I'd love to have conversations with them or help them out in ways that I can. Uh, But I'm not also going to like sit around waiting for them to like put the album out and be so that I can like promote it and hope that it's going to go somewhere. Um, I think that I've kind of, my plan is a little bit to, to work with local artists and to work with non-local artists because I see a lot of value in both. Um, but to not get trapped in the local, the local artist mindset in that it's like slower pace here. There's not that much happening. So maybe people aren't as motivated or they don't have the resources or whatever it is. A lot of that comes down to excuses because you don't have to have that many resources in order to like record a project. And you go, you hear about stories about Smoke Purple or whoever it is, literally recording an album in a day. Like they'll go to the studio and record like six songs in one day or one session or whatever it is. And so um, I don't actually know if he does that. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I heard of a couple stories where like I believe those guys that you were talking about from Florida, a lot of them were mm-hmm. recording just in their room yep. on like a Blue Yeti. Yeah. Uh, microphone and then um and it ended up you know right working out and right. i think even yb and namir was recording oh, on really? like a nice like a headset or something <laughs> right. like when he was first starting oh yeah totally the whole gta thing yeah yeah um i think it's a kind of a conversation of uh there's a couple things at play but quantity over quality conversation um i think is a big piece of it and it's kind of a trending thing to put out a lot of music. And I think it's trending because it works today. Maybe it's an attention span thing and a streaming thing all kind of coming together in that you can listen to any single song that's out there for free 
And so you can skip all the crap and just get to the ones that you like or all the ones, skip all the ones you don't like, yeah. I guess. Um, but, uh, and I think some people are a little bit slower to adopt that mindset of maybe moving away from a project a year or a project every six months that has several songs on it to like more f consistent singles, having more of like a presence on social media of just like themselves and their personality, letting that kind of thing shine through. Um, I think that we haven't really caught up to that. And maybe it's because we don't have good examples of that here, like a good example to look up to locally. But, you know, I, a lot of that stuff is kind of excuses. It's easy for me to make excuses. But it, like if um, some established producer came over to my house and just started cooking up stuff like I, I, it's harder to make excuses when you can see someone right next to you, like making moves with similar resources mm -hmm. that you have. Um, and a lot of it's just comes down to like your mindset, I think, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Cause man, it's like you said, like, I don't know. I mean, you hear these stories about producers who are like, they're like, I only use the demo version of FL for, mm -hmm. you know, a year or whatever, right. you know, and like, that's pretty crazy. You're just recording one track at a time. Like, that's insane. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I think that it's, if you, if it was the kind of thing where you, um, your life or your well being or whatever it was depended on it, you'd find a way to make it work. And that's why for some people it works to like sell everything they have and move to Atlanta or whatever. I don't know if that's the right move for everyone, but it can put you in a like um, survival mindset of like no excuses. I got to find a way to like make some money to pay rent and I'm only going to do it with music kind of thing. So people have made that work in the past, but I think on a, like a more real level, you can start producing today. You Anyone out there like who's listening can start producing today. Yeah. It's not like this big thing where you have to do all this research or you have to buy all this gear. You basically need a computer or a phone even. Mm -hmm. You can have a phone and produce on your phone um, like a few bucks or like just get a demo version of some software and play around with it. Like literally it doesn't have to be that complicated and and it's easy to overcomplicate it, at least with my personality. And I think a little bit with yours too, like, oh, well, which, which, um, digital audio workstation should I use? Well, I was even, you know, like overcomplicating it with life. Like you were talking about earlier, how you were saying like, oh, well, I'm too old to get started mm -hmm. on it and stuff. I kind of had similar thoughts because I think I was starting when I was like 23 yeah. and I'm seeing like 16 year olds right. producing and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm way too old. But, um, I even was overcomplicating it. Like in my personal life. Cause I was, I would see people be like, Oh, you know, your girlfriend better understand if you're a producer, blah, 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 whatever. Or, you know, you just don't need one and mm. all of a sudden. So then I was like, well, I'm married. Like, shoot, am I like, is it, is it over? Cause like I'm already married. <laughs> like it's not going to work cause it takes yeah. too much time. And like, I was even overcomplicating it with that. Right. Yeah. And I think for every example where there's someone saying like, don't have kids it'll ruin your music career there's like someone making a good living with kids and spending time with their family doing yeah. music so I don't think there's any like right or wrong really at all um which is interesting like I think it comes down to a, an educated guess a little bit and then 
sticking with it. Like yeah. you got to, I think you got to enjoy what you're doing in order to stick, be able to stick with it or to want to stick with it. But at some point you're like kind of just throwing darts at the wall and trying to hit something that works, but it takes some patience too. Like you can't just expect I'm going to download FL studio. And if I don't get a placement in like a year, then I'll probably just move on. Like that's not going to work. Like, I mean, you might actually get a placement if you work hard, but it's more like the mindset you're, you're probably not going to work that hard. If you're only planning to be in it for a year, you might like fall in love with it. You might, I don't know who knows what, but it's kind of like, um, I think just having, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> where I was going with that. It's all good. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about that. Like if you give yourself a week to, to make a song, then you're probably going to take a week. You're going to say, okay, yeah. so I need, I've got, let's say I can probably make the beat on Monday. I'll mix the beat on Tuesday. I'll record. I'll, I'll write on Wednesday. I'll record on Thursday, mix vocals on Friday, and then like do any final mixing or mastering or whatever on Saturday kind of thing. Like you're going to take some time for each of those pieces. But if, if I told you like, look, if you record a song today, then Thug is going to like play that at or put that on his playlist or, or his favorite songs or whatever it is. Like if you're motivated enough, you could make a song in a day, yeah. like from start to finish, even if it means like maybe you have to stay up late or whatever. Like there's a certain amount of that. That's just like mindset. And it might not be as good as if you spent a whole week, but imagine if you could kind of turn that into a habit and then record every other day, like do a full song or something like that would be crazy yeah. and maybe not sustainable, but the idea is just that like you're capable of more than you give yourself credit for. If you're like, if you have the motivation or the right mindset or the rights, um, whatever it is. So if you can maybe trick yourself even into getting that mindset until it becomes a habit, I think, um, can be really helpful. Hey man, it feels like valid point does it in every other day. Like <laughs> it does. But I mean, even talking with them or with him, he has periods where like, he doesn't feel like making music yeah. or whatever it is. Like maybe he just, uh, switches from music making mode to more like, uh, making other stuff, video or whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that's one thing. And I'll speak a little bit, I guess, about like beat challenges and stuff like that, that I'm not necessarily into like a beat a day challenge or 365 yeah. beats or whatever it is. Those do push you. Did you. the beat a month. I tried. I didn't make a beat a month. So my goal was to make like a melody a, a day mm -hmm. for a month. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to turn each of these into a beat. So I made the melody and then the next day I turned it into a beat and made another melody. And so I had like a little bit of a, an ear break between the melody and the actual beat. Mm -hmm. And I kept that up for probably like 10 or 15 days, I think. And then the beats fell off and I just did the melodies for the rest of the, the month. But it got me to like let go of certain processes and things. And some of those songs or some of those beats, I think, have like more plays and more attention. One of them is turning into a valid point song, actually. And I made it in a day. Like, 
I I overcomplicate things sometimes when it feels like this is this is just what you have to do mm-hmm. or this is what I always do. Well, what if you literally had a day to start and finish, you just kind of like make it work. And it might be a little lower quality, but to have 15 beats in 15 days that are a little bit lower quality, an artist can click through like valid point and go, this is the one that I like out of these 15. I like this one. And then you can adjust the mix or whatever it is at yeah. that point even. doesn't um, have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, but if I made two beats, he wouldn't have liked either of them, mm-hmm. and he would have moved on. So Options. Yep. Okay, well, I guess let's get into probably the biggest talking point um, <laughs> because you started um, the Boise Beatmakers, um, which is – kind of a big collection of trying to get everyone together because like we were talking about how hard it is to find everyone so just talk a little bit about like um how you thought of that and then uh, how it all came together just kind of give us that mm-hmm. um I will say I guess to start off I think even if you're in a small town even if you're in like a town of like a hundred people let's say and there's no big cities for hours the way you can like surround yourself with uh, other people who are doing what you want to do is through things like podcasts or reading books or watching YouTube channels, that type of thing. Um, and there's a certain point where you just have to take action on those, but that's how I got a lot of ideas for things or kind of confidence to try something. And I think the idea originally for the Boise Beatmakers kind of came from Ill Minds Past the Ox tour that he's been doing where he goes to cities and it's just a chance for producers to get together and play their music for him. And he's the industry professional, right? Gives Mm -hmm. advice, critique, that kind of thing. I don't have that experience. I don't feel qualified to give other people who are like at the same level as me advice. So, but he always said like the biggest part of it for a lot of producers is that they like meet other people there and build Mm -hmm. like relationships there or people that they then continue to work with from those meetups and, um, and so I think he just posted about that a couple of days ago. Stupid Lou Beats was there and he met a couple of people from oh, there. Really? And then that's how he ended up landing one of his first mm-hmm. placements. Yeah. Yeah. I think it leads to placements and like people like Simon Servita show up and that type of thing just mm-hmm. as an attendee when it's in their town. Um, and so having it here. It, it kind of came from. So the idea like we've talked about is there's not. It's hard to find other producers in the area. Well, um, you have to search for them online because there's no events or anything like that. And there's no way for producers to really get together. I had done the Google search, like Boise music producer <laughs> events, meetups, yeah. whatever it is. And there's barely even any shows. So I started thinking like, um, well, I, why not just do something like nobody else is doing it and there's nothing really going on. I don't really want to use that as an excuse to just be like, Boise sucks. I'm moving to LA as soon as I can kind of thing, which I hear a lot of people talking about here, honestly, is like trying to get out of Idaho thing. And so I just kind of thought, well, instead of that, partly because I didn't want to leave. I have a lot of family here and stuff, um, mm. which is maybe a small town mindset. But um, I was like, well, 
why don't I just start something and see where it goes? And so um, I didn't want to like wait for something. And so I just started kind of the baby steps, you know, well, I think we talked about it at this point. Mm -hmm. If we're going to do something like that, where would we do it? Well, it's got to have some speakers, you know, that's kind of the bare minimum. And so (laughs) are there any studios? Well, there's not really any studio, like rap studios anyways around here. And so, no, not a ton. Yeah. So just kind of like doing some research, finding a place that we could potentially do it and talking with them and keeping kind of the ball rolling. And that was honestly a lot of us meeting up together too, is I wanted to be able to say like, Oh, I made progress and not just like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't look into that anymore again for like the third week in a row or something. So that, that was helped. definitely motivating. Yeah. Um, knowing that you were going to ask me like, oh, did you talk to that guy about the meetup thing? Mm. And b- me being like, no, like <laughs> felt, yeah, I didn't want to be like that. So, yeah. So I just kind of made it happen. Uh, it wasn't even like I had any special connections. I just like started asking, yeah. started researching, and then started reaching out to people. Um, one being actually where we're recording this now is just kind of the, a connection that I made through reaching out to people and trying to find a venue. And they have this recording set up here too. So, I mean, that's just another example of like actually getting out and talking with people, but um, turning into other opportunities. But so I felt like... I wanted to do something to meet up with other people and I knew you and I knew Sam Soul Music who we had met up with and then I think I knew like maybe one or two other people on Instagram who I knew were in the area so I was like I'll message them as long as like one or two people show up that's cool I'm okay just like talking like this having a conversation with them and maybe we can even like work on a beat or something like that and that's all it has to be and that's kind of all it was for the first meetup there was like five people actually though which was cool a couple of people I knew already actually it was pretty much everyone I knew already um and so that was kind of just what I thought it was going to be and we meet once a month and so then the next meetup there was a few more people, maybe like eight people, or it, I think it om- was almost double the people. And then, um, which was exciting. And just like the energy people had when coming was like, they were excited to be there. They were excited to see like what was going to, what it was going to turn into or meet other people. They thought they were the only producer in their city it was a lot of, a lot of people saying that, Yeah, which was cool. Um, cause some weird good talent starts coming out of the woodwork that you didn't realize was here. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just kind of goes to show that there's probably people in most small towns. It's just a matter of like finding them and it might be good to do something where you can, you can host an event or have a casual beat making meetup or whatever it is, because even if it's just a discord server, Totally. Yeah. Like some locals. And then at some point people will be like, Hey, you want guys want to like grab pizza and we can chat in person or make a beat in person or something and just see where that goes. Yeah. Cause it's been honestly huge. I would say this has been maybe like one of the single things that has brought people to me, Mm -hmm. um, who, didn't know me at all before. I didn't know who they were. They didn't even necessarily know I'm a producer, but they know I do Boise beat makers. And I think it's kind of a standout thing because not everybody, everybody's making beats, right? But not everyone's like doing a beat making event or, or an event for beat makers. And so like 
that right there kind of levels me up in other people's eyes, even mm-hmm. though I'm not qualified to be hosting an event per, any more than you or anyone who shows up at the event. I just kind I of mean, started the I mean, you know a lot, and you're very good just being humble right now. But. Yeah, well, yeah, but at some point I realized, like, I can kind of do whatever I want if I, like, set my mind to it. Um, and so... I set my mind to doing something like this and I didn't know how to do it, but I just knew like how to start and I broke it up into steps and here we are. So it wasn't that complicated. I didn't have to drop any cash. <laughs> like <laughs> I have paid nothing to have this meetup. And so, um, well that's, I've bought like some camera gear and stuff like that, but yeah. I didn't have to pay anything, but like people approach me and just like, Like say, literally I've gotten messages on Instagram from some person who I don't know who's like, hey man, I'm from Boise or I'm in Boise and I heard what you're doing with the meetup. I think that's really cool. Boise needs something like that. And it's like, whoa, like people weren't ever saying like, hey man, like you're like, maybe people say your beats are good or we should work together or whatever. But this was like a whole nother thing where there was like no connection other than they knew I did this meetup. And Mm -hmm. then they took the time to like reach out to me and tell me that they thought this was a cool thing or they wished that this thing was here before. And it's also been weird because like people are now finding me, people are looking for things to do in Boise and they see this Mm -hmm. music producers. And so they're coming here without me having to like message them or track them down and so it's been awesome to meet new people coming in that, well, in the case of Wantel, he doesn't even live here anymore. He lived in Boise for a while and moved to San Diego mm-hmm. and was in town visiting his mom and was like, well, what is there to do? Let me just like look online and found this. And that's been an awesome connection and we're trying to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but, and super motivating just to see like-minded individuals and be around them and talk with music about them. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's a lot of it. There was something else I was going to say in there and I, (laughs) I, I forgot halfway through, but that's all good. Um, it'll, it'll probably come back to me in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, um, that since attending, uh, that's who a couple of the people that I have met up with and you, Mm-hmm. Um, has been because of the meetup. Totally. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I remembered what I was going to say. The other, one of the other benefits of having this meetup is, uh, I was getting hard for me to meet up with people like, cause I work a full-time job and I have a wife and I have other things going on in my life. And, and I'm a little bit introverted too, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm actually introverted. I don't know if I come across that way just because like I learned how to talk a little bit. <laughs> but um, I'd rather be at home most nights like just yeah. hanging out. And so... Um, I feel that. I right. got to make myself go do stuff. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> um, and so it was hard. I Producers would hit me up or I'd talk with them or artists and it'd always be like, hey, we should like meet up. Um, and like chat or maybe work on something. And so it was hard and I started like getting down on myself. Like, I should, I should meet up with this guy. Maybe I should try and meet up with him this week or something like that. But the meetup has made it to where 
Um, it's like an organized monthly thing. If I find a new producer in the area, I can be like, oh, you should totally come to the next meetup. If you're around, I would love to like meet with you and talk about what you're working on kind of thing. So it's like this whole other door of conversation with producers and even artists in the area, um, that you can bring up and, and also kind of like, it kind of, um, it, it mushes, it puts all your networking into like one block of time. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of get it all done in one go, which is a weird way to put it, but it, that way, instead of like having to meet with someone once a week, twice a week, different people to try and make all these connections, I can kind of do it all at once and then like go from there. Like yeah. send, Oh, some people said they want it at the meetup said they want to work on some stuff together. I'll send them stuff. We may meet up in person again later kind of thing, but like it cuts down to on the meet meets where you met with them and you just weren't on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, sometimes that's pretty clearly the case pretty quickly. And so you can kind of figure that out at the meetup and it's almost skip like that lack of a better word, like a screening. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah, there's probably a lot better word for it than that, but it's kind it's true. That's, you're not going to work well with everybody. Um, yeah. I'm not going to work well with everybody. And, um, so sometimes like it's as much there, um, it's a, hopefully a mutual thing. Like it just didn't work to potentially work together or, um, you just see like they come every month and they're like excited to be here. And so I, I can tell like they're kind of dedicated at this or whatever it may be, but it's just been, um, it's been nice to kind of free my mind and free my schedule. I think of having to try and meet up with people one-on-one -on -one for the first meetup. Mm -hmm. That's hardest. I think actually yeah. the first encounter of, I don't know them. They don't know me where do you want to meet? Do you want to get coffee? Like, do you want to try and make music? Should we meet at your place? All these things that are barriers. No, there's a monthly meetup every month on the same, mm -hmm. at the second Saturday. If you go there, I'll be there. Yeah. It makes it a lot simpler. And it's like, takes a little bit of a load off my mind. And, and like, then I can on the Monday night, instead of trying to meet up with a person, I can just like work on music or whatever it is. So that's actually been, probably pretty huge for me because a lot of what I do is trying to scale things. Like I've been trying to focus on how I can scale something and that's meeting on one-on-one -on -one scales by doing like an event, some sort of meet networking meetup. I feel like you can meet 10 people at once instead yeah. of spending two hours to meet one person. Mm -hmm. And cause I don't have all the time in the world. Nobody does time is money and that kind of thing. So now that's extra time to spend on something else. And I think collabs is kind of a similar thing. And maybe to jump back to that, if I send melodies out to 10 producers and let's say three of them make beats from a melody that I sent them and then they send the beat back to me, or they post the beat on their Instagram or whatever it is and credit me, or I can like take a clip of that and put it on my page and be like, Hey, we made this collab. It turned out really cool. It's like free advertising for me. I don't have to put my hours into making the whole beat. I don't have to put my hours into making the video or the post necessarily. If they're doing that kind of thing, I can just be like, Hey, can I repost that? I really like how it turned out and I wanted to spread it with my audience or whatever it is. So um, it's like saving, it's kind of sneaky ways to save time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it means giving up a little bit of control. Like I, I, the beat might not turn out the way that I dreamed that it would or yeah. whatever it is. But a lot of times they turn out like different in a good way, like out totally outside of my own style, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've leaned so much into collabs. And in 2020, I kind of decided, you know, what, I'm going to kind of try and carve out a lane of like the melody guy. And this is a guess, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make whole beats. I want to work with producers. I want to work with artists. I want to get placements. I want to do. I want to do all these things. And it's hard to decide what to actually work on yeah. without getting overwhelmed. And so, I just kind of decided. I just kind of. People have told me like they like my melodies before. Or they think I have good sound selection or something like that. And I enjoy it. Yeah. I can just make a melody and enjoy the melody, listen, almost listening to it and not have to turn it into a beat to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this feels like maybe it's something I can lean into. And so I've just kind of le- decided to lean into it, decided to niche down into an audience that's not just uh, like, it's not, no, I can make any kind of melodies. I'll make gospel melodies. I'll make like happy melodies. I'll make trap melodies. I'll make anything. I've tried to like even narrow that down to be kind of like, um, like sad, maybe mellow sounding stuff to like carve out even a smaller audience that I'm not going to be able to work with who chance the rapper is not going to put out like a sad song probably with a melody that I use, but it hits a lot harder, I think, a lot closer with a producer who that's like their lane and they're more likely, it's more likely to have um, an effect where some, we, we can work together alongside. And I just, that kind of comes easiest and most naturally to me, that sound. I don't know what it is, but like, it's harder for me to try and make other styles. So I was like, I'll just lean into this. I'll still experiment in other styles, but this is kind of working for me. So I'm going to, I'm just going to run with it and see what happens. So you would say then that you that you definitely have found your sound and you feel comfortable with that? In a weird way, yeah, I guess. Um, it's kind of strange because some of the most exciting times in my production past have been when I stepped outside of what was, like I'd been making kind of the same style and then I decided I want to try and make like more of a Scarlord type sound or something like that. Because if you can do it and make something you're happy with, then you kind of feel like, I don't know, you're kind of on top of the world because it's like, oh, I had no idea I could do this and I'm actually pretty good at it. And then a lot of times you maybe bring some of that back or it opens up another door to work with more artists and that type of thing. So I really enjoy stepping out and trying different things, but it's more of a struggle for me. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Like sometimes I tried to make those uh, whatever it is, piano melodies, like a choppa piano melody or whatever, and it just didn't work. Like I still tr- want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, I'll, I'll probably, I'll, I'll send it to you. For okay. Sure. But, I mean, it's got to post the trash beats too, I guess. But, yep. um, so sometimes I, yeah, it, there's definitely a sound that comes more naturally to me. And I think it's just cause I can get like a feeling from it. Like I can feel whether it's going the direction I want or not a little bit better. It's harder for me to feel like, um, yeah, I don't know if there's not that feeling in it, then it's not, it's not going to work for me. And I just get that feeling a little bit more with more specific style that I tend to work in. So 
I'm I'm leaning into it, but I'm trying to not get stuck in it also, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You have your own sound, but you can step out if you yeah. need to. Like, that makes sense. So I guess speaking about the collabs then, do you find that you're working faster um, when you're working through email and then as opposed to working in person? Mm. And then do you feel like that's either like hindering you or helping you? Like, because a lot of producers will say like, you make the best stuff in person, like, mm. you know, and whatever. Yeah. But have you found that that's not really the case for you and could apply to other people maybe in some small towns that are just like sending stuff? Oh, that's an interesting conversation because I think that I haven't had that moment in person maybe yet where we were just knocking them out and like we sat down for like three hours and made like multiple really good beats or something like that. And so it's probably maybe just takes more time working with people and getting comfortable or like finding the right person that just your styles mesh and even like some logistics, like maybe your DAW, you're using the same, you're both on FL Studio or whatever, can be kind of a barrier. Um, but mm. I don't know. I honestly, when I'm doing online collabs, I'm not waiting around. I, I send out the pack and I'm working on more melodies. Mm -hmm. And then it's exciting to see them come back in, but it's kind of just like another thing. And so I actually want to talk about this for a second because if you like talk, if you follow Gary V at all, you hear him talk about like micro content. And I think Cymatics kind of picks it up. Yeah. Basically, sure. like you have a pot, everyone's doing it, whether they're saying it or not. I think Illmind even talks about it having a podcast and then turning that into like, um, as much content as you can really just from having a conversation. And so for me, I tried to think about how I could do that with my music. Mm -hmm. If I just make a beat, I can send it to artists, right? Or maybe I can even send it to like YouTubers or whatever it is. But then I start thinking like, well, what if I use the melody? What if I send the melody out to people and then I can have collabs through that and then I can just go back to my melodies and pick the ones I like and make beats out of those and so I'm still I'm getting like the most mileage out of each step in the process so it's you're like sending out a melody and to like 10 producers like you said mm -hmm. in your example and then three send one back you have three beats then plus if you decide to make a beat to it now you have four beats mm -hmm. out of that one melody that you can send to anybody because it's technically half of Yours. Yes. And I'm being a little bit careful about like sending out other people's stuff. I think if the time is right or if I know the artist or whatever, I would be more comfortable with that. But uh, yeah, totally. Like, and that kind of goes back to like scaling, I think, like mm -hmm. trying to think about how can I scale this? Because um, I didn't, it, I was slow. Like, it was hard from, I was putting out like a beat a week or something. And then, um, thinking about like how can I make some posts or whatever it is, but to be able to to have a single melody or a group of melodies make potentially several beats, basically while I'm sleeping, yeah. so to speak, is like kind of a crazy idea. And I don't really get hung up on, like I've actually had producers who give me 50-50 splits and I've had a couple sales like that, you being one of them, um, some online producers being another one, I think I, a total of maybe three sales where I got splits from it. Right. But those p producers though, like if a producer puts my beat on his store and I get a sale, I'm going to send him more melodies 
and because the idea of getting more sales is exciting, right? And so um, I don't know. It just makes you more apt to want to work with them because they respect your right craft. And so totally. And so in a way, I'm kind of like funneling down to who I'm going to try and get serious about working with. Cause mm-hmm. I send the kit out last night. I sent out my volume two kit for late night loops and I sent it to like 43 people. Right. Wow. And, um, some of them won't even see it. Some of them will see it and maybe try and use it. And some of them will like see it, they'll use it and they'll send me the beat and they'll like make a post about it and they'll tag me in it. They'll post it on the beat stores. They'll give me 50, 50 credit. So those are like the standouts. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start pumping this guy some more stuff. He got a beat sales. So he's excited. I got some in on the beat sales, so I'm excited. And so it's like, and all of that from sending out a pack of melodies. Right. And so it kind of funnels down, like who can I, who might be a good, like partner to like spend more time and energy on, uh, building with them versus the people who I sent it to and they never even like, Oh, I'll try and check it out later. And then didn't hear anything. So, and, and again, for them, it might be, it's not the right time. So Mm -hmm. if you don't send me a beat back from a melody I sent you, it's not like, ah, he's, I'm never working with him again. It's like, it might just not have been the right time. And so I'll keep sending you stuff and eventually maybe, you'll like realize how serious I am or you'll feel like you want to get more serious or whatever it is. And, and maybe it'll work down the road, but yeah, I will say that that definitely helped me. Like you were talking about, you kind of unlocked that, uh, you know, ability to work a little faster because you were sending melodies. That definitely was the case in reverse just because I hadn't bought Omnisphere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have any of those sound banks. So once you were sending me stuff and whatnot, it was like, Oh, I am, figuring out how to speed this up because you know like you were saying it was a beautiful week yeah but okay so the beat makers um have you gotten any like uh outside success from that or you know are you seeing any outside interest at all um I guess not even from people really who are going to be coming to it but like from radio or like news or anything like that um yeah totally and it's kind of Um, it's kind of weird in that way because it is a very accessible topic. Like people I don't even, who don't even make music will like ask me, oh, I heard you're like doing this thing in Boise where you meet up with other producers. So it's opened kind of doors in that sense of like not even necessarily producers and artists, but maybe people who are like in radio or people who are like needing music for their YouTube channel, um, kind of thing. And so, yeah, one of them was, uh, that's basically, I think the reason I got on the crush corner, uh, radio show here, which is just the local hip hop show on, um, radio Boise. And so they like invited me on there to do like a little, little interview and they played some of my beats or some of my songs that I had placed with local artists and stuff like that. And, and so a lot of it was because of that, uh, the meetup I think was like the standout thing. Like there's other producers in the area again, there's other producers in the area making beats, working with local artists, but I'm the only one who's like doing something maybe not bigger than that, but something different than that. And so it's interesting for them to have me on their show and talk about it because it's different kind of thing, or it's a community thing. Anyone can come who just wants to just check it out and see what music production is about. So it's definitely like kind of widened the range in a weird way of people who have a 
talked with me about music from just producers and artists to like just general conversation or some guy on Instagram who who's like doing food reviews of restaurants and needs music like that actually happened and so nice. like I sent him some stuff just weird stuff like that that's cool and like cool side projects but part of it is I think me just showing people how like I'm serious about it and I'm taking time to do stuff that's not as easy as sitting in my bedroom making a beat so yeah you're just showing that you have multiple uh you know, things that you're offering people other than just making beats. That's pretty awesome. That's funny that you say that because I think it was actually talking with Wantel and he said, don't, if you're having, talking with someone, don't just tell them you make beats, like tell them all the things that you do. Even if it's like, I make beats, I do like social media marketing, I do video, I do mm -hmm. a podcast, I do music for podcasts, I do music for YouTube, I do music for whatever it is, because it helps them, the wheels kind of turn in their head. If you just said, oh, I'm a beat maker, and they didn't need a beat at the min at that moment, then they're like, oh, that's cool, but if you're like mentioning these other things you do, and something might click, or they might just start to realize, dang, this guy is like serious, he's like kind of an all-around guy. He didn't mention that he knows anybody who has a studio in town, but he seems like he might know somebody who has a studio in town. And right. so it's just kind of like, yeah, I think it's another thing on that list where it's like kind of a, a resume of accomplishments or things that I'm doing that uh, now people think I like host events or people think <laughs> I run events. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it works out. So you said that you were focusing this year, you're doing melodies, all that. So what are we, what are we looking for from Luke Blood in oh, 2020? Yeah. Um, yeah, melodies, uh, that's kind of the lane I'm choosing to go with, just uh, like we talked about. So I'm planning to do a pack of melodies every month, send out a pack at the end of the month. Um, and so anyone who's interested in that, basically I'm sending to right now. The goal is that um, a little bit later, soon in the near future, some of these are going to be like, uh, you can go to my website and like get them for like a dollar or two dollars. Maybe for some of them, some will be free, some will be paid kind of thing and kind of try and transition that way into like having more of like a, a opportunity for people to support me or get like a premium option. Mm -hmm. I still want to give stuff out for free and I still want to be able to help people, but I want to kind of set myself up to be able to, to have it be a business, right. And not just a charity. Not that this is a, not, that's not how I think of it right now, but, um, I'm leaning into that a lot and, it's been exciting and it's been easy to make decisions knowing that that's kind of what the path I'm going. I'm getting less distracted by all the shiny objects of, oh, I could do video game music. Oh, I could like do tra music for trailers or podcasts or whatever it is. Like I might still do some of that if people approach me, but I'm less like distracted by it, I think. Um, but I am also still, I'm still making beats, full beats, made a few just like, uh, last week, probably in the last week or two, I've made a few beats, um, still working with valid point a lot and, um, still, yeah, co collaborating with other local artists, wanting to do more Boise beat maker stuff, wanting to turn that into more 
like organized events, whether it's just like training or like teaching stuff or um, some kind of like artist development sessions or something like that. So um, leaning into kind of those three, I think, uh, developing uh, developing with artists, um, working with producers through my melody kits and then Boise Beatmakers is kind of my focuses for this year. Okay. And then if people want to go to the Boise Beatmakers, how do they go about finding that? And Yeah, well, uh, talk to me. Uh, feel free to message me or comment or anything like that, and I would love to talk with you about it. You can Google Boise Beatmakers. I think it's like probably the first. It'll, it'll be right there at the top of one or two. Um, and it's at the jump play studio is where we have been having it, but they've had to move us to a bigger room because there's been too many people showing up to fit in here. Flex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's exciting. Like we had like 20 people, maybe 25 people at the last meetup. So that's been super exciting. Um, but yeah, so Google it, uh, find me on Instagram at Luke blooded is where I'm posting about it right now i'll probably like make a dedicated account or something for it in the future but yeah get in touch do some research talk to kana he can get you pointed in the right direction yeah well thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me coming on Uh, fun. yeah supporting the podcast uh so like i said um these two were just kind of so you guys could get to know us get to know about a little about our background, music background, our music journey, where we're trying to go. Um, definitely be on the lookout for more. We're going to be getting people in here, talking with us, and uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, but, me too. All for right. Sure. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah.